Welcome to the Faith Driven Entrepreneur Podcast. If you're an entrepreneur and you're driven by your faith or want to be driven by your faith, then you're in the right place. This is a podcast brought to you by Faith Driven Entrepreneur. You can check us out at faithdrivenentrepreneur.org. This podcast doesn't exist without you, our community. Please send us any questions, any thoughts you have about how this podcast might better serve you, and any thoughts about or questions on being a faith-driven entrepreneur. So great to be with you guys. This is William, joined by Henry and Rusty again. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's just always a pleasure to be able to be a voice in your life. And so we do not take that for granted. So we thank you so much for allowing us some space in your day and some space in your life to have a conversation with you about some things that are going on on your entrepreneurial journey. Today, we had a question come in from from Quinn and, and Irvine who said, I've been trying to figure out my theology of competition. How does my faith play into that? And a little context, he said, you know, as a, as a team, we've been studying uh, Peter Thiel's thoughts on corporate monopoly uh, being the ultimate goal. Uh, if you don't know Peter, he's a thought leader in, in Silicon Valley. He's written a great book called Zero to One that sort of goes into this theology or his, his sort of thoughts on this. You can read a little more there. But he said, you know, our founding team is made up of incredible athletes who are fiercely competitive. But sometimes I feel a check in my spirit uh, when we're sitting around scheming how to, you know, quote unquote, crush the competition or seize market share, or be number one. That just sort of checks my spirit. I just feel the Holy Spirit saying something. I'm not really sure what it's saying, but I'd love some thoughts on that and and love to unpack that with you guys. Here's the way I think about it. Um, I don't think we're called to go into the world to do anything that uh, we wouldn't do to our um, best efforts and uh, into excellence. And I think that um, in the business world, there's a thing called market share. And um, the the ones who win are the ones that get the greatest market share. So, I I I think I think we're supposed to win. Yeah. I, I think we're supposed to win. Now, how we win is a whole different thing. And maybe that's Quinn. That's what you're feeling the check in your spirit. You know, actually, there are laws, right? That uh, um, anti-competitive laws. That uh, when you run a public company, you'll learn that, you know, you can't use words like dominate or crush or eliminate, Mm -hmm. you know, because you're being anti-competitive from that perspective. And you you choose your words carefully in the the public sector. Um, And it's probably a good thing because um, that spirit. I don't think is the spirit that uh, that we're to, that we're to have, and that may be the check that you're feeling. Um, you know, to to sit, stand in front of the team and rally the team and say, you know, we're going to eliminate, crush, destroy, you know, take out all of our competition, and that's what our that's what our ultimate goal and our ultimate purpose is is to do that. Um, I think you'll get the wrong behaviors. Yeah, the consequences of that will be people who will win at all costs. And we're not to win at all costs. We're to um, respect other people. We are to follow the laws. We're to follow uh, regulations. We're to do those things. And the consequence of that, if we train better, we perform better, we win. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's, it's the how and the, sh- the cutting the corners or winning at all costs that yeah. becomes the problem. And maybe, and I, I don't know, I'm, I'm thinking that that's what, you know, that uh, might be uh, what, what's stirring inside of, inside of Quinn. Yeah, well, you get something really there. I think that a lot of people try to, uh, to motivate their employees 
and uh, get them to crush the competition. Mm. But that speaks, of course, the motivated reward is motive. You know, what are our motives? Um, at bandwidth, uh, we want to unlock remarkable value for our customers. That's the most important thing. It's not beating the competition. Now, there's a lot about competition that is really fun and invigorating, and I think can be even holy. I, you know, we learn in scripture that we're to run the race as if to win it. We want to win the race. And how we go about doing things and whether we disparage our competition or whether we take go at great lengths to talk about why we're better than the competition. I think understanding the spirit, exactly what Rusty is talking about, maybe that's the check you have. Now, there are different industries where competition looks a little bit different. Uh, bandwidth is in the telecom industry, which is famous for having lots of the folks that you compete with also being your customers. Hmm. And it's really important that you play well in the sandbox because these are people that are uh, you're collaborating with and you want to um, be able to co-collaborate with, innovate with, and, and there are lots of different ways where your competitors are also your greatest customers. And I also think that it's important if you come back to your motive about what you're trying to do and why you're doing it, aside from bringing God glory in the marketplace, if you want to be able to make it so that every American or every person in the world is able to get access to being able to communicate and be able to download great content, well, you're going to need to do that in a collaborative way, and you're going to want to see your industry grow. And when you think about uh, a methodology or a mindset of abundance or scarcity, I think that some theology kind of comes into play here. And I think that one of the things that uh, I think is a healthy attitude is to think of an abundance mentality rather than there are only a hundred units out there and we've got to go out there. Like I, I this is top of mind because we did an Easter egg hunt uh, recently <laughs> and uh, we did an Easter egg hunt with this orphanage in Haiti and, and it was really, really super cool. There are only a hundred eggs and you had to get there. We're never going to be 101 eggs. And so everybody was out there because they had a scarcity mentality and it was fun to see. And, and everybody was sure to get one egg and I don't want to give the wrong thoughts about how we do our mission trips. But, um, if instead we think about our space and really care about our customer and that they are served and feel our unique spot to do that well, but also know that others could play a role in that as well. I think we're going to be in a better place to be able to get a, uh, a healthier work environment for our employees and to see us in a better position to actually achieve that goal. That's uh, that's great. I appreciate that. And uh, if you've been with us at all, you know that uh, we like telling stories. So I'm going to intro some stories here. Do either one of you have an example from either your own life or someone that you've seen where you'd actually say, I think their theology competition went over the line? I don't think that was consistent with Scripture and what God calls us to do and how we're called to integrate our faith and work, uh, where you feel like, you know, the Spirit in, in a similar way uh, to what Quinn's going through, it sort of checked you and you said, you know what, I could make a lot more money if I do X or Y or Z, or if I call attention to A, B, or C from my competition, or anything like that uh, where you felt the Spirit check you. Yeah, I wouldn't say the spirit checked me at the time, but it does now that we're, we're having this conversation. So uh, <laughs> um, we used to kind of brag about it back at, in the Frito-Lay days. So there was a time uh, at Frito-Lay that um, Anheuser-Busch decided that they were going to create a uh, snack brand called Eagle Snacks. Mm -hmm. And they jumped into the snack business. And our CEO of Frito-Lay at the time, a, a fierce competitor, uh, Roger Enrico, he, he, he went on. He, he actually was the CEO during the Pepsi-Cola days, the, the Cola Wars, um, 
great book. It, it, he made he made Coke blink and changed the formula. It's fascinating, fascinating guy. And he ended up being the chairman of PepsiCo, um, and and a friend of uh, Patty and I. He, Patty worked for him, my wife, uh, for twenty five years as his executive assistant, and and he passed away a couple of years ago. But um, so he's at Frito Lay. And he's been um, brought to the, the divi- that division um, to grow the company, to turn it around. And uh, Anheuser-Busch sees this weakness in the market, and they create Eagle Snacks. So Roger is like, I'm not going to let that happen. <laughs> That's just not, not on my watch. Mm-hmm. So he tries to figure out what he's going to do. And I wasn't privy to how he came to this decision. Um, and I never asked him. I wish I had it now that I think about it. But um, – but he, he started this rallying cry against Eagle Snacks. So he, he'd done all this stuff. And so we all went. Um, I worked at headquarters at the time in Plano, Texas. And uh, we went away on Friday. And we came back on Monday. And underneath each one of our desks throughout the entire building was a floor map. Like a, you know, a floor mat that you would have at the front of your door with the Anheuser-Busch logo on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, you, you, nobody said anything. You mm-hmm. just sat down at your desk, and all of a sudden you look down underneath your feet, and there's a there's a, a floor mat with the Anheuser Busch logo on it now underneath everybody's desk. And later in the day, a note comes out that says, uh, "This is what we think of Anheuser Busch." Mm. So wipe your feet on them, and we're gonna get them. We're gonna eliminate them out of the market. That ultimately happened, by the way. They they retreated. They didn't go there. But, you know, at the time, it felt very motivating, very inspiring. We're going to, you know. But it, but principally, that's disparaging. Right? Principally, that's saying something about your competitor in a way that if we found out in any of our companies that someone had taken our logo, put it on a, uh, a floor mat – and ask people to wipe their feet on it, how would we feel about that? We'd be, we, we, I mean, we wouldn't feel good. We, we'd say, that's not, the, those are terrible competitors, you know. Um, so at the time, it felt very inspiring. But, you know, uh, look, disparaging saying let's wipe our feet on the competition um, is the wrong spirit. That's the wrong spirit. You can still win without, I think you can win without that. I think you can win without that. You know, and great great sports teams do it. You know, they hug at the end, but they don't. Uh, you know, they don't go out to break somebody's legs. And then maybe they don't go for the the touchdown bomb in the fourth quarter. There's ways to to compete in a classy way. You know, the example that comes to mind uh, for me is, and the thing that really probably bothers me the most about business is exemplified in a story I met of a guy who said he worked at a large Fortune 500 company and he worked in the legal department, and his job was to go out there and to look for other companies and to squash them and uh, to use the very, very deep patent portfolio, many of the patents that this company wasn't using, but to use them as a way to shut down other people. And I remembered that really just bothering me. Um, presumably some number of the, uh, some number of the patents uh, that this large company had uh, were really important, and they were trade secrets. And uh, I'm not railing against all of intellectual property by any stretch. But the way that he talked about his job betrayed a sense that thematically uh, he was to do that without any type of discretion necessarily. It was just get out there and just the more bodies he could 
he could bag by intimidating them with their legal department, uh, the better off he'd be and the better off that company would be. And I think that that's, that, that rubs me the wrong way. Of course, I think that that's a, that's a challenge and that's a way to compete poorly. I think. Yeah. And if, if I'm Quinn and, and, and Quinn's trying to, um, live out his faith in his work and his company, I, I, Quinn, you can win. God wants you to win. You've given, you've been given skills, talent. You've been put in, put in the place that you're in to to be the best that you can be. And if you win in it, but if you win in a, in a high integrity way, you've not compromised your example. Right? It's when you it's when you go to that next level. If, like you just said, Henry, if if Quinn's out there right now competing and the words that come out of his mouth, the, the attitude that he has, the things like that, and, and then he turns around and says, well, you know, faith is a really important part of, you know, what drives me. Uh, that's going to confuse somebody. So we don't want, we don't want to do that. Yeah. But no, but no one's going to hold anything against us for saying, you know, we want to be the best that we can be. And we want to, we want to win. We want to win at the, the contest that we're, we're put in. And and so how does that, that's great advice. How does that work too? Because I also know we live in a world that is highly competitive and, you know, you're going to make some people angry as you compete and win. How have you uh, both seen it play out where someone does get angry and they actually maybe even call you out using your faith saying, I think what you've done and how you've, you know, grown your customer base or uh, advertised or whatever you know, is not in a faithful way. And I think you've, you know, really harmed me. Have you ever encountered that? I haven't, I haven't uh, encountered that, but one of the ways I think, I hope that we can all uh, be vigilant for that is uh, to come back down to Proverbs, I think it's 16, two and 21 two, which is all of a man's ways seem pure to him, but his motives are weighed by the Lord and heavenly father. May we all, as we look to compete and win, to do that for your glory. Because when you win, and we all want to win, the runner in Paul's illustration wants to win. Question is, when we all know the victor gets glory, what do we do with that glory? And what are our motives? And uh, I don't, there may be a competitor out there that I've competed with in the past is listening to this podcast and saying, that guy, man, and he's talking about motives and competing well and and you know what they ask for calling calling comments on the show? I'll give them a calling comment, and we may get it, right? <laughs> but uh, I think that it's, and I surely haven't nailed this all the time. But in terms of a pragmatic takeaway, I think it's just it's it's hard. It's motives. Yeah, it is. It is. And look, and competing to win is not only external; it's also internal in our companies. Mm. Right. So you know, two people competing for the next promotion up or that next mm-hmm. job. Uh, man, that's where it really shows up. And that's where I think I have seen plenty of examples, you know, where people get to that next level and they, but they, they get there not in the yeah. right way. Yeah. And, great point. and it, it, and it, and it becomes something that is not respected. And you, you, you say, how can that person say they are who they are when they did that? to get to that next job. So I, I think there's, you know, there's definitely people listening here right now that's not the founder and the entrepreneur, right? They're, the, they're somebody who's inside of an organization competing to win in their own career. Um, 
and stay true to your values and principles. Um, in the long run, it, it's what pays off. Even even when it's hard, and this is going to be a sub- subject for a separate podcast episode because we're running out of time. But uh, there's a great example that I know we had. Uh, you know, many of you know that we really want to espouse local community. We've got this great local community here in Silicon Valley called the Inklings, and we get together with. Uh, about there's about 150, although somewhere around 60 or 70 will show up every time. But entrepreneurially minded Christ followers, and John Brandon was a speaker at a recent one, talking about the fact that he had an opportunity for just what Rusty's talking about, and he decided to take the high road and to do the right thing to compete fairly, and because he felt God was leading him to it. And you know what happened? He got fired. <laughs> Yeah, fired. <laughs> and part of his talk was that God works non-linearly. There's not necessarily a cause and effect. And I think that God saw that. The cause uh, didn't look at like it worked out well at the beginning. But it ended up playing out really well for John Brandon. He ended up running worldwide sales at Apple. And sometimes it may not even work out until we get up to heaven. And God says, you know, remember that time you played well? Well, well done, good and faithful servant. And uh, But that's a great point about internal competition, and that's really, really hard to do. Probably harder to do internally than externally. Mm-hmm. And so what I, what I hear from that is, you know, just to sum up a little bit, is, is finding the right motivations. You know, how, to, how are you motivating your team to get going? What is the heart posture behind that? Is it to delight customers or is it to crush the competition? And then also, who's getting the glory? Are you actually doing everything uh, for God's glory? And uh, to share one example, uh, Henry, and uh, forgive me if you don't want this shared, and we can cut it out afterwards. <laughs> but uh, I remember uh, I got to see Henry right after bandwidth went public. And I asked you if you remember, I said, you know, how, how was it? I mean, you're on the stock exchange, you're ringing the bell, you've worked 16, 17 years, uh, you know, for this to come to fruition. And you, you initially said it, it was fantastic, and then you stopped, and you said, you know what, William, it was fantastic, but I found myself at one moment uh, about 10 hours into a 24-hour trip, and I find myself really excited that my face was on a billboard and that everyone was looking at me and what I had accomplished. And you said, and so I took a second, and I walked outside, and I prayed for God to take that out of my heart, and I came back in, and God gave me a heart for all of the people that had made this happen and said, this is for them. And this is for God's glory. It's not about Henry Kastner. And I just, that story meant a lot to me. And I just remember taking it back and I told my wife, I said, wow, that's, that's really incredible. Right. You know, that, that he had that moment uh, and, and he listened to the spirit and was able to reorient himself uh, to God's glory so quickly. Amen. Amen well, you make that, me sound Henry. much, you make me sound much better in a pure heart than I am. Uh, but I do have that picture on my screensaver, and then I've got it uh, <laughs> in every room of the house. No, I don't have it. But thank, uh, thank you uh, for that. That was that was kind. Well, we uh, we all go through hills and valleys. That's why Rusty and I are here for you. That's correct. <laughs> I feel it. I feel the love. Uh, Great being with you guys. Then, it always is. Looking forward to the yeah. next time we get together. Thank you so much for joining us on the Faith Driven Entrepreneur Podcast. Please go to faithdrivenentrepreneur.org and let us know if you have any questions that you would like us to tackle. Also, if you have any videos, articles, sermons, or podcasts that have been helpful to you on your journey, we'd love to see them. Please send our way. Lastly, if this podcast has been an encouragement to you in any way, we'd really appreciate you sharing it with others. Thank you so much for being part of the Faith Driven Entrepreneur community. We look forward to hearing from you soon.